Internets, today's episode is brought to you by the good folks at Hulu. Once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. I've been putting you on about Hulu's new series, Woke. A lot of people have been like, yo, Pete, I checked it out. It was great. Listen, for people who haven't, let me continue to tell you, okay? Hulu presents a new comedy series, Woke, following Keith, an African-American cartoonist, finally on the verge of mainstream success when an unexpected incident changes everything. It's starring Lamar Morris, Woke, all episodes now streaming exclusively on Hulu, okay? What are you waiting for? Go get the app, go on Hulu.com, and go check it out. Cheer. Microphone check, one, two. Welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Shouts to everybody who checked out the last couple of episodes. You know, we're still in this somewhat of a pandemic. I mean, it feels like a lot of life has been getting back to normal. And stay safe, internets, you know, be mindful. But obviously, uh, it does, you know, look like a lot of things are starting to open up again. And I pray that we can move past this. And I always say this, for people who've been going through stuff, discouraged, depressed, uh, you know, uh, anxiety, you're not alone. You're not alone. Trust me. So find someone to talk to. Uh, don't bottle that all up inside. And if you never or don't think you have someone to talk to, and you feel comfortable enough to hit me up, email me, thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com, okay? And uh, let's get to talking, man, because I don't want you to press, like, I, nobody's perfect. Perfect. I used to say practice makes per, uh, perfect. Shit, that, I was lying. Practice makes perfect, uh, uh, progression, because there ain't nothing perfect in this world. And internet, don't ever think that, you know, stop comparing yourself to others, and, and, and trust me, you know, uh, stop complaining, start creating. Um, I want to shout out everybody who checked out the couple episodes we've been doing since during this quarantine. We got a great one with the return of Killer Mike. We got Ebony Ward, future and Gunners manager, and just a, a tremendous artist manager. What a journey she's been on. We have, uh, we just dropped Brian Michael Cox, producer and sing writer, uh, a songwriter, Grammy Ward, a winning, uh, and we just uh, recently dropped the return of Ed Lover, who always has stories for days. Always. I mean, this dude, Ed, I love you. When are you writing a book? Okay. Because you have too many stories. Now, shouts to everybody who's checking in. You know, listen, when I tell you to open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium P, at Premium P Show, and check the fucking. Okay. We had Ireland on the check in, Russia. We had Jakarta on the check in, Japan. We had, I'm, listen, not only people in the States, but, you know, around the world checking out the Premium Pete Show. Thanks for love. Listen, if, if, if you've been checking me out since the Combat Jack Show days, long live Combat Jack. Rest in peace to my brother. Uh, salute to you. If you've been checking me from the beginning of Premium Pete Show, salutes to you. Thanks for rocking out with me. What I want you to do is tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher, Mixcloud, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Tell a friend and tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and leave a comment, okay? Now, I want to say one more thing. Peace and blessings to you and your families. I've been on the road, uh, you know, handling a couple of things, working on a couple of projects, excited to announce them very soon. Other than that, man, just trying to, you know, be in my kid's life. And, and, and you know how we always talk about presence over presence? Uh, you know, the, your presence in, in, in your kid's life will be the best gift you ever give them. Trust me. You know, buying them, they'll, they'll forget about the 500 Barbie dolls or the 500 Mashbox cars you bought them, but they'll never forget about, um, you know, the presence and being there and the rituals like that. So, internets, make sure you understand that. And peace and blessings to you and your families. Now, this week's episode, listen, only I would go stay at an Airbnb in Atlanta, okay? It was overlooking Atlanta. This is when I was doing some of the Killer Mike episodes and et cetera, et cetera. And I met this girl who uh, explained to me she was only 23. She helped check me in. She had a crew of people with her. I mean, who was a mechanic? Who was this? I loved it. I was inspired. Little did I know, they were calling her the Airbnb queen, okay? She had like 20 units. She was managing more. I mean, just what a young, successful black queen who I was so proud to meet and I was inspired by. And then she was starting to tell me about Earn Your Leisure. I heard about them. Um, I'm so happy that they highlighted it. I was like, yo, we should sit down too. Because I want, you know, listen, this, this whole podcast game, this whole life game is a puzzle. And I'm just glad to be a piece of the puzzle. You know, uh, you, 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 you know, you don't want, like, if you do one good thing, do another. You understand? So listen, internets, I love this episode. It's with Alexia, the Airbnb queen. She's from Atlanta, but listen, this girl's going to be worldwide. I love how she breaks down how she got started, the ambition and drive she has for somebody so young, and what it takes to make it in the Airbnb world, and why she's called the Airbnb queen. Her mistakes, you know, her, her you know, her successes, everything. Internets, peace and blessings to you and your families. I present to you 
Alexia, the Airbnb queen, on this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internet. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internet. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the the show was milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show sitting down here with a new friend alexia Wright. i'm explaining to you about her because i was very inspired i met you through airbnb and when you were telling me you were you're like oh i got a bunch of units in here and i was just inspired by like this the story you were telling me fast forward i tell my friend isaiah I was like, yo, I met this girl through the Airbnb. She got like a bunch of units, da, da, da. And he like sent me an article. And I was like, it was uh, from Earn Your Leisure. And right. I don't know Earn Your Leisure. I heard of them. I don't know them personally. And shouts to them. I'm sure they're familiar with some of the work that we've done. Um, but I like the way they put it. And how they put it was, um, hold on. It said the 23-year-old female entrepreneur that has taken over Atlanta's Airbnb market. And that is Alexia. <laughs> Alexia Wright. For, for those who want the uh, full <laughs> government name. But, you know, I love, first of all, I love stories like this. And I was like, well, as soon as I heard that, I was like, yo, I got to have you come and sit down and, and, and go over your journey. Because even though it's so young, 23 years old, because like I was telling you, I had the founder of Venmo on. They were talking about how it almost didn't happen. They were doing it out of their dorm room in mm-hmm. college. And, you know, it's, it's technology comes and Airbnb, people know it's big, but a lot of people don't know about Airbnb. Right. Now, is, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have 20 units? Yeah. Yeah. And Perfect. and you obviously started off with like one or two? or I started off with one and then I just scaled um, like every 60 days. And then uh, once my went up and running and I started taking clients, then I started my property management company. So not only do I run mine, but I run my clients' units as well. So that 20 is not just my units, it's my clients' units as well. So when you say, how did you use that word? You said scale. What did you say you, you started to, what? So, so scaling is just like going from one to three, then three okay. to five. Now, but, but how do you see, it's crazy because what, what's actually, uh, you know, take it back because what even made you, all right, let's go way back then. Uh, let's go. You're born in Atlanta. Right. right? Correct. Um, and you went to, I was reading that you went to Georgia university, right? You graduated from Georgia right? state. Yep. From, uh, Georgia state. Congratulations. Thank you. And I know you remember too, you worked a couple places, right? When you were young, right? Right. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Well, you're still young. You're only 23 years old. <laughs> I mean, you just, it's honestly a uh, true entrepreneur, you know, you know, when you look at something like this, like a, uh, it's good to not only, a lot of women, you know, it's, it's important to support women more That's and true. more. And, and support their their goals. And so I like when I see stuff like this, especially I have a daughter. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? But anyway, uh, back to what you were saying. So you, you graduate college. Most people graduate college. They don't even know what the fuck they want to do. That's true. What, what happened? Like you went to college. What did you want to become? So actually, so I started working at Chick-fil-A when I was 14. Okay. Um, I became general manager at Chick-fil-A like the age of 19. I was like five years in. And how do you how do you think that happened? Like in the sense of like five years in, is that like you just showed like a lot of leadership skills? Or? Yeah. So that was that was my niche. I was a people's person, and if you know Chick Fil A, you know Chick Fil A is heavy on customer service. I just I don't know. I was a hard worker. Um, I love the company, and I and that's why people say you have to be careful what you decide as a career. It has to be something that you're very passionate about. So when I was working at Chick Fil A, it was never about the money to me because it's a fast it's a restaurant. Um, it's not you know, $100,000, but it was something that I like to do. Um, I love the company there. It's a, it's a really good company. They helped me pay for college. Um, but eventually once I stopped working in locations, I started traveling, doing grand openings. So I started with the corporate office and then when new ones would open, I would go help them open up the new ones. Um, of course they wouldn't have a store full of new employees. So they would fly out different employees or different managers to other stores, sure. whether it's out of state sure. or in state. So once I started in the grand openings, there was a, the airport that was my last location. And that's where I was assistant general manager. And after the airport, I was just done. 
The airport is the busiest location. I believe the airport location you, you mean is Hartsfield. The uh, yeah, Hartsfield. Yeah. So, so the Chick Fil A in there is that crazy? Mm -hmm. It's. I believe that is the the. If it's not in the top three, it's the number one, the busiest Chick Fil A location in the whole entire nation. It is. I'm talking about our line at six o'clock in the morning was wrapped. Like mm. it was sick. And this is all day nonstop. Literally, we barely got breaks. You know, I still I still don't understand. I mean, I know a lot of people fuck with Chick-fil-A and shouts to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but I still don't understand like what's the go-to at Chick-fil-A. I like the the waffle fries, right? And and but I'm not gonna lie, yo, even in Jersey, my place in Jersey when I pass by, wrapped around. Yeah, and I, think I like it's the, the service. Yeah, and the service and, and they yeah. got people like uh like you don't even gotta wait till you get up to the drive through. They got people coming exactly with someone iPads. on their hip and yep. and, and, and uh, uh taking your order. Yep. But honestly. What is the go-to for Chick-fil-A? Because you know how somebody say, yo, I got to go to Chick-fil-A. I got to get that chicken sandwich. Like, yeah. I mean, you had to make chicken sandwich, but like, what what do you think is the go-to for Chick-fil-A? I think it's just, it's the company. The food is amazing. Like, yeah. there's nothing on the menu that I wouldn't eat. All the chicken is good. The the drink, the lemonade is bomb. Like, everyone, yeah. Chick-fil-A is definitely known for lemonade. Then they have the frosted lemonade. Then they have the peach milkshakes. Those the little strawberry minis, milkshakes. The little minis are cool. I the like, chicken minis. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're cool. I, I really think it's the... um. I really think it's the service. And even with the, they just go above and beyond, even with the iPad system. When the iPad system rolled out, I was a part of the, the first 50 managers of the stores they decided to put it at. So um, they actually tested it out at a new restaurant in New York and they flew me up there to test out the iPad system before they even brought it out in the Chick-fil-A stores. So the iPad system, I was a part of that, that release and it has made the company a lot of money because you got a lot. We went to McDonald's and got fries the other night. And imagine you having to wait 10 yeah, cars yeah, behind yeah, versus yeah. you waiting 10 cars behind your orders yeah, already in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. By the time you get to the, the, the line is moving like this. There's no such thing as a time window you're right, in the drive-thru. That's genius customer service. You know, so you're 19 years old. You're working in Chick-fil-A since 14. Okay. You actually went to assistant general manager making some good money. Okay. Right. Internet's don't need to know how much they're making. Mind your business. <laughs> now I'm only playing. But anyway, you're making some good money at 19 years old. Graduated mm -hmm. Georgia at 19. No, not 19. But I'm saying you, but, but you at 19 years old is when you left? Um, no, I left at 20. Okay. Yeah. But five years in. Right. Making good money. Some people get complacent. Some people True. be like, yo, I could stay here. I'm making a nice salary. Yeah. They're flying me around. They're treating me good. What what triggers you to even to transition? Because listen, that's the true meaning of entrepreneurship, transitioning, evolving, reinventing yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, look, we could be sitting here, you could have 20 units. Okay, but is it 20 units forever? Like, you right. know, by the time five years from now, is that's there another true. plan? Exactly. But anyway, and sometimes we don't know this. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is what made you say like, yo, peace to Chick-fil-A, mm -hmm. well, peace and blessings. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm going to move over here. Honestly, my baby. I got pregnant. So at okay. that point in time, I knew it was never. So the thing I don't like about Chick-fil-A, just being transparent, is they don't allow you to have other business ventures. And I know how I am. Like, I can have my hands in anything. Um, I don't I'm not a get complaints person. Like, I don't I don't like getting comfortable. Sure. Doesn't matter whether it's you work at Chick-fil-A, not to cut you up. But if you work at Chick-fil-A and you got a T-shirt brand. Yeah. What's the problem? Exactly. You know? That's true. So at the time, um, I had my own lingerie line before I had even started working there. And I used but that. But how did that happen? You can't just run over that because that's like, how does, because mind you, you're 19, forget about 23 and really taking over Atlanta's Airbnb uh, uh, whole market in the sense of like, you know, being somebody that is very well versed in it. But now you're 19, you're telling me that you had a lingerie. How did that happen? So I started my lingerie line in high school. At that point in time, it was just like, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, that's me. That's that's my character. There wasn't no, I'm going to work for somebody the rest of my life. That's not my mentality. I already had a, I'm going to be my own boss mentality. So I knew, I saw some cute lingerie. Um, It was just like sleepwear. And I was like, okay, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something that no one was doing at the time. So that's how I thought of the lingerie line. What, what was the name of it? Um, Lavish Lux Collections. Okay. Mm -hmm. now, now, did you grow up with mom and dad? I did. Okay. Actually, I had a mom, a dad, and a stepdad. Okay. So I had three parents. What, what, what did mom do? My mom, she's a district manager at O'Reilly. She's been there okay, for a nice, while. Okay, nice, nice. And what about pops? My dad had his own body shop. Now, were they, were they, I know you mentioned earlier, and I love hearing this, and it's so great for young, young, you know, women, young men to have mentors. True. And, and most don't. Right. Um, and, but I'm seeing a lot of young ones doing it. It makes me so proud. Um, I didn't have a mentor until I was 40 years old. Mm. And, um, you know, I may have had some people guided me, but not somebody 
you know, it's good to have a mentor. Who who was who was your mentor? I have two mentors. I have Greg Parker and Maddie J. Mm. Um, Greg Parker is really is who I started working with first. He Greg Parker, Greg and Nikki Parker, like they set the bar for me. Those are my people. Um, I started in the real estate industry. So before I even started short-term leasing, I was doing long-term and that's where I started. Um, I joined his one-on-one program and my business is kind of structured similar to his. Like I follow, if Greg said, Lexi, go jump off the bridge, I'm going to jump off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a person I know that won't lead me the wrong way. I could call him at one o'clock in the morning and he's going to answer for me. Um, so he's just, it's just a genuine, like he's really genuine. He knows what he's doing. He's been in the, in- the real estate industry for like 30 plus years. Um, so he is heavy. He's a heavy guy. So, so you, you have the lingerie line. Um, you left Chick-fil-A, you know, you work, you're working with these guys that are really teaching you and you're kind of like, you know, making your bones, so to right. speak, right? You're learning, you, you know, you, you just don't come in and be a boss, right? You come in and you learn, right? Yeah. Um, every day. Did you, did you see, even though I'm sure you want to be even more where you are, and, but did you see that you could be where you are right here? No, I really didn't. Cause, Cause sometimes people just think like, go. I'm kind of working this thing. I'm helping them out. And I still haven't, it still haven't really hit me. Like even from the EYO, like, so it really started when I knew that I was influencing people was I went to Atlantic City in New Jersey with Greg for Greg's seminar up there. Big event that he has annually um, at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And up there, I got like 76 new clients, mm. um, new one-on-one clients. So at that point in time, right after that, the pandemic hit. So everything kind of slowed down. And then my EYO um, podcast came out. So I really don't, I really still don't feel like everything has hit me. I, I've been in my units every day. Well, if you don't talk about it, sometimes you don't realize it. I mean, I've That's sat true. down with so many people and sometimes when I got to tell them, like, oh, you realize even like, you know, we we, we think about it. Like uh, yesterday, you know, um, sitting down with Killer Mike, I told him, I said, you think about it, 15 year old kid in the street of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Possibly could get walked up messing around. True. Now you think all these years later, help, help put the mayor in. Right. Him and Tip help put that. I mean, Nikisha no disrespect. Like Keisha Bottoms is, is a great no, candidate for it, but he really, Definitely. they really, they really set did, the bar for her here. And, that, and, and, and think about that. That's pretty, <clears throat> excuse me. That's pretty special. You know, to think about it. And and you're still young, so you got so much more to go. So, but let, let, let's start talking about like, so boom. So you're working with them, you're going to a seminar, you know, um, you're learning. But what did you know about like Airbnb? Like, because like a lot of people, like I see like a lot of people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in anything like, you know, like uh podcast come, everybody wants a podcast. Uh, Airbnb comes, everyone thinks I keep through it. Or uh, uh, Uber comes, everyone's an Uber driver. Right. Or DJ, everybody's, <laughs> and, and it happens, right? But- what did you see in it or what did you learn about it like that, you know? Um, so that's a, that's a really good question, Peter. I've honestly never thought about how this became my niche. I was already in the real estate industry, number one. I knew that I always wanted to do real estate, but I never thought it'll be short-term leasing. Um, but the way I started in Airbnb was I met with a realtor at the last condo I lived at and she she was moving out and she put ours up for Airbnb, but I kept, I kept, when she moved out, I kept seeing her. So I asked her, I was like, why are you still here? And that's when she told me she put her unit up for Airbnb. And she was like, it was paying her bills and her, it was paying her, her unit bill and her bills where she moved to. So I asked her, I said, you know, like, what did you do? And she told me what she did. So when I got when my lease was up, I did the same thing. I put it up and it was paying its bills and my bills. I was already in the real estate industry. So the Airbnb business was just an avenue to the real estate industry. I was already doing long-term leasing. Sure, it's just an extension. Yeah, so it's exactly just an avenue. It's an extension of it. So it wasn't completely new to me. Um, the business, the business was new, but the industry wasn't new to me. So now, do people like so? So even for yourself, like because I think like the biggest part of property and real estate and Airbnb, because Airbnb is the future of property. Obviously, regardless, do you have a lot of people? The scary thing is putting money down when you own a house because mm. not a lot of people have the money, right? That's true. But even like Airbnb, like is it? Do you have to like? own each home or can you like lease it out? Like what is something like, how did, how did that even uh, uh, work? So with Airbnb, you have a few different ways you can do, you can lease, you can master lease, um, you can do corporate housing or you can own and, and, and rent it out. Um, you, there's what, a few different options. What do you think is from your experience so far, what do you think is the best option? I just think leasing is better. Um, the, the, I don't suggest people go get a mortgage to do short time leasing. It just doesn't make sense. Um, if you Why are, would you say that if you don't? Because if you, so on average, the average home is 150 to 200K. 
How long is it going to take you to make that money back? When you have a mortgage, you know, that's more so your primary residence. No one go goes and get a mortgage for that much unless you're flipping it or unless you're going to, if you're buying and holding, that's a long-term investment. I don't see Airbnb is just not the industry for buying and holding. So there's, and that's why I mean, that's why I said it's an avenue of real estate because short-term leasing and long-term leasing are completely different. Like you cannot compare them. You mind to break that all. down? Break, yeah. Sure. So short-term leasing, the difference between short-term and long-term. So with long-term, say you have a home and you might pay $1,200 on that home a month. The mortgage might be 1200 but I might have, um, that's short-term. This, the, if I take that same home and put it on Airbnb, I can literally do that same 1200 in three or four days mm -hmm. just off of pay the mortgage. Yeah. Just off of different reservations. So that's what I mean by long-term someone staying for 12 months versus short-term, you might see 50 to hundred people within a year that stays in your place. So yes, um, just from with my EYL podcast releasing, there are a lot of people in the comments um, in regard to, oh, but the, the maintenance and you have to do this and you have to check out and you have to check in. I would rather just go with long-term because it's easier. Yeah, it's easier, but it's a lot less money. So that 1200 that you, you mean to tell me you're okay with making $1,200 in a month and I can show you how to do this where you can make it in four days. Mm, mm. You pick. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you, um, when you think about you getting into your own business, right? And you were learning from these guys. What's their name again? I'm sorry. The two mentors you had? Maddie and Greg. Yeah, Maddie and Greg. When you're learning from them and then, you know, you started managing other people's properties and then you started getting your own. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I've seen about you and I'm, I, I pick up very quick is one, you, you, you communicate like crazy on the phone with people. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, it just seems like, and I don't mean this like in a way, but you're all over the place. Like you're a busy person yes. in the sense of you're dealing with this, you're doing this check and you're doing this, you're doing right. that, you know, and most people, to be honest with you, especially even at your age, want to have fun. True. You know, um, how did you, or where do you think that drive came from? Because I'm, I'm, I'm be honest with you, you know, I'm like, I'm using this word honest a uh, hundred times, but <laughs> not a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Meaning they don't have the drive, right? Listen, you want results. You got to put in the work. That's true. And you, you know, it's not just today, but anyway, where did you feel like, where do you feel like you got that drive? I don't know. I, a lot of people tell me that, and I actually hate it. I just posted it on my Instagram. Some, a lot of people say, you're only 23. You should be having fun and you should be doing this. And you should be, I don't know. Like, I just don't. Don't, don't think like that. I don't I'm gonna get tell you that why, because, energy. Because, because you'll be in better shape than someone 10 years from now. That's a fact. When you want to relax, mm -hmm. you find a way. Let me tell you something. What a good entrepreneur in my opinion is is find be able to be able to get away so yeah, find, so be able to have your foundation yep. hold you down mm -hmm. that you can clear your mind yeah. because look let me tell you something I'm, i don't want to go uh, off track um i love what you're doing over to you know 20 units really taking over atlanta really becoming successful at such a young age but your mental health and your time important. is so important and Very. most people will only think of money and paying bills yep and and I promise you, like there's a like there's a like there's a lot of successful people I know that have uh, uh, committed suicide. Um, that and not are, happy. That are, not, that are not well and not happy. Yeah. So what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm, I I do use the reference that you're young only because I think it's tremendously inspiring. But don't look at it as you're pressured because in the sense of do your ten say if you did ten years now. By the time that same person is trying to figure it out, you could I'll go be chilling. Yeah, you know. And what I mean? tell people that, like, I tell like even my young followers who who always DM me, I tell them all the time, your twenties are for grinding. I don't care. People say, oh, you're young. Okay, yeah. So you want to be thirty, uh, just trying to figure out yeah, life? Yeah. No, I would rather figure have life figured out now. When I'm thirty, ten years from now, when I'm thirty three, I want to be chilling. If yeah. I decide, okay, bet me and my family about to go to Hawaii next week, we out. Yeah, like yeah. that's me. Yeah, I'm heavy on being financially free. I'm heavy on. Um, Having security, I'm heavy on uh, being, just being, what am I saying? Um, just have, doing what I want to do. If I decide I want to go take a flight to LA tomorrow, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And my business is going to run fine. And that's that's the thing with the Airbnb business, the passive income. If I was decide I wanted to go out of town tomorrow, I could go. And my business is still going to run. I'm still going to have deposits. You understand what I'm saying? Now, now, how has it been with, you know, obviously you've been doing real estate before Airbnb, right? Doing long-term leasing, right? right? Now, Airbnb is really considered short-term leasing, right? Because That's it's true. like people doing one, two days a week or two right. weeks. Now, how how has that been in the sense of like, you know, you, uh, you know, it's funny. I said some people do self-checking and uh, you said that you like to meet people, um, 
because you're a personable person. Exactly. And it's funny because I'm like, yo, we would have never been doing this if, if, if it was self-checking. Exactly. Um, and it's great because I want the world. I'm just another piece of the puzzle. The, mm-hmm. the world is the whole puzzle. That's true. The people in it are just a piece of it. But, you know, um, damn, I don't want to forget what the hell I, where I was going with it, Jack. I don't want to forget. Um, but anyway, I guess what I was trying to say is, is short-term leasing, you know, it's like, how has Airbnb been to you? Meaning like, what's your... Full thoughts on Airbnb. It's a really good business. Um, I don't see why people are not doing it. And I'm not saying that because this is what I do, because there's downsides to this business. Don't get me wrong. But for the most part, I think it's something that everybody should be doing. I think it's something that at least if it's only one, it's a passive. I'm not going to say Airbnb just having passive income. Yeah. Um, to me, it's fun. Um, I like it when people are traveling there, they aren't looking for hotels anymore. They're looking for Airbnbs. Airbnb took $450 million of revenue from hotels in 2018. That's mm, big. Mm, mm. Come with the statistics. That's I love big. that type of stuff. <laughs> you, get, you know, it's funny because the reason why I'm here too is because I don't want to stay in a hotel. Exactly. No one does. And especially after COVID, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people, it's funny. I was talking about Airbnb with somebody mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, uh, right, right when this was happening. And people were like, oh, they're probably going to take a hit. During yeah, COVID. We did. did you take a hit? I yeah. did. Yeah. Honestly, that and that's transparent. Like the 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 airport took a hit. Hartsville Jackson Hartsville Jackson is one of Atlanta's heaviest revenues. Yeah, biggest they airport. They took a hit. Yeah. Um Bottoms took a hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uber and Lyft took a hit. Yeah. So I'm so, not so embarrassed yeah, to yeah, say yeah. a lot of people, the pandemic, a lot of people lost jobs. People are getting evicted. This just like in 2008, there's nothing that we could do. It was uncontrollable. So whether people feel like the government put it out, put out the, the pandemic or not, it is nothing. It was nothing I can do. Luckily, I was able to sustain during this time. And um, thanks to my boyfriend, you know, like this was uh, it was difficult, but it's picking back up. And I knew that once the airports started opening and that and that's what sure. I think about it, that's what makes me feel okay and be at peace on the inside. I said, once I know that the airports are opening back up, I'm good. And then the city's not going to let, I don't care what city, LA, Chicago, New York. Um, I don't care. They're not going to allow their airports to lose that much money. So I said, okay, when the city, when the city decides they're done taking losses, I'm going to be okay. So I'm not going to take a bigger loss than them. And now, uh, <laughs> as you know, as it's already over four, almost four months of COVID, now you're starting to see it pick up again. Yeah, it's starting to pick up. So even with my clients, um, I have like my clients, I told them, I said, I told them before they started get before the second month started, I said, guys, I said, we know the pandemic is here. And of course they're going to, there was a lot of hosts that weren't my clients that were running to me. Like, can I have your email? Can I have your number? Can I have uh, DMing me? Like, trying to figure out what I was doing to um, get through the pandemic. And it was really, honestly, Peter, there was not much advice I could give them because I can't control when people are going to start back traveling. That was the only thing. So it was never about the Airbnb business. It was about traveling. The whole entire hospitality industry took a hit. The travel industry took a hit. If people were still... Yeah, if people were still traveling, we would have been fine. People yeah. stopped traveling because yeah. of the, the pandemic. But, but you know, what goes up, you know, comes, you know, I mean, what goes down comes back up. Because I do, like I said, I do think that more people will pick Airbnbs instead of hotels. And I'll be honest with you, even, even and, and you know, this is something for people to understand too. Um, delivering groceries to home. Like, I want to give an example. Sure. I remember my sister telling me, like, Target has this thing called Shipped. S H I P T. Yep. And uh, I it's remember she, she, she was, yeah, so I, she was telling me about it and it's $99 a month. You got to order over 35, I mean, I'm sorry, it's $99 a year. Okay. And you got to order over $35 and it's free shipping, mm-hmm. free delivery. You could get an order tomorrow to your house. Really? And, or it's $14 a month. I remember doing it. I said, you know, I'm going to sign up for the year because this is going to be like this for a while. Yeah. So I think Airbnb is in a very good shape because again, People moving forward, you know, hotels will still get business, but I do think that Airbnbs are uh, something that people will feel more comfortable to stay in. Now, so so let me ask you, what what would you say over the past couple of years? Now, how many would you say like four years into three. real real three years into mm-hmm. so three years into long term leasing, short term leasing, real estate, Airbnb? What would you say is like some of the biggest things you learned? Um, relationships. Not even when it comes to the business, but I've learned that relationships are big. Without the relationships I've had, I don't think I'll be this far. Um, Mm. And that just comes with networking. So just like I told you, I live on your network is your net worth. 
Um, so relationships is something I've learned in the business. Um, what about what about any mistakes over the three years? Like, did you feel like that? Because here's the thing too, and I know we're hard on ourselves as people, but just because you make a mistake and you, I know it's fucked up, and sometimes you could lose money and shit can yeah. be fucked the fuck up. But if you don't lose your life, you're good. You look at it as it was a lesson. A lesson. Because if yep. you make the same mistake again, then shame on you. That's a decision. But but is there a thing? I'm sure there's things coming into it. Like you don't know everything, right? But then you become well versed. Yeah. Right. There, uh, is there like mistakes that taught you? Yeah. Then? So specifically with the Airbnb industry, um, now I have automated systems in place that run my units that I learned, I learned those automated systems from the mistakes I was making before I got those systems. So my systems came from my mistakes. Um, I'm going to be, I can be, I can give you a situation. So like when I first started, I would go to, I would just go to Family Dollar or Dollar Tree and just get tissue, like a four little pack of roll of tissue. And I would find myself getting, and that's what I, I said the same thing on my podcast, on the EYO podcast. I found myself getting up, going to the grocery store at five o'clock in the morning to take, take guest tissue. I'm like, Something got to give. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to figure something out. Or even with um, housekeeping, uh, housekeeping has been a very, very um, downfall in my business, and it's one of the most essential things in the business is housekeeping. I don't know. Like I'm not a housekeeper. You know, I didn't. I don't have a housekeeping business now. I do, but that's not my thing. My thing is running my units. I prefer to have a housekeeping company that could that could come sure, clean my sure, units for me. Sure, but now get, yeah. I'm at the point where I'm in here cleaning. This is going to look the way I want it to look. Since I couldn't find anyone to make it look the way I want it to look, I'm going to make it look the way I want it to look. So I'm in here cleaning. I've been here for like a week and a half now, cleaning these units myself. You've seen me. Yeah, yeah. For, first of all, I can attest to it. I mean, there, any problem there was or anything. I mean, the, the one thing I was impressed about. It, is when I when I pulled up and then you said, uh, well, we can help you up. And you had a, a bunch of people, which it was like a real team, you know, yeah. do with a drill, do the whole <laughs> something. Uh, uh, who knows? Somebody holding the money, right. you know, uh, uh, somebody holding the, the, the gap, you know, um, you know. I do have a team and without them, just with um, the with the, the pandemic, it's not over, but. It's picking back up. Like my calendars are only having two and three vacant days. So I don't know. People are saying, yeah, the industry is like we're just taking a complete loss. I don't know where those people at, but my business is doing fine. And the last week and a half without my team, this is this would have been completely impossible. Uh, we've been in these units every day. I mean, even with this unit, two chairs were broken and the sofa was broken. And one of my other units, both um, two of the other chairs are broken. I had a bar stool in two of my units broken. I had a, a stove today from one of my units was broken. So the um, one of my one of my cleaners I have, he's actually my nephew. I have him with me every day. And he has a maintenance box. He has a toolkit that he brings into every unit. So whenever something needs to be done, it's done like this. I'm not having to wait for maintenance 24 hours or 48 yeah, yeah, hours for sure. to come. Yeah. So I realized even though some of the condos I have, they have maintenance that I pay for in the rent every month, but I have to pay my own maintenance guy. Mm. So every time he does some, some independent work in one of my units, I pay him, even though I pay maintenance at the condo. Yeah. So I, that's, that's, that's something else I learned in my business. I will wait for maintenance to come fix the toilet and I'll have to block off my calendars for who knows how long until it's fixed. These people are not coming cause it's an emergency. They don't care. So once I realized the volume that I was doing, I was like, Lexi, you're losing money. You're losing so much money for not having, for not being convenient. And that's what people like. The yeah, industry yeah, is yeah. the Airbnbs convenience, are convenient. Pay convenience, Ubers, exactly convenience, convenience. Yeah. So Amazon Prime, exactly. So convenience. You're right, dude. The world of convenience is everything. I mean, I think about just growing up in New York, and there's a parking lot, and you know, twenty bucks. But we used to give the guy fifty bucks and park in front. Exactly. And and, and why? Because it was convenient, and people will pay for convenience. Some people won't, but most people will. Um, you know, but but when we speak about Airbnb, and you you know. And, and you spoke about like it filling up and, and learning more and more and having, now what about like, when you talk about associations and I, I you know, I own a condo. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry. I own a townhouse. Yeah. Um, I pay uh, uh, association fees. Okay. Yeah. Now, HOA. Now, yeah. HOA. Yeah. Now that to me, that's the real, I, I don't understand what they do. That me, they, you know, we was just, we yo, was just like, I got a little grass. <laughs> you come in, I got, yo, the grass I have is like, you know. Uh, actually, you know what? Yo, uh, videographers telling us to take a quick break. Internet sitting here with Alexa, Alexia Wright, uh, Airbnb queen of Atlanta. That's what I'm going to name you. The Airbnb queen of Atlanta. Internet, <laughs> we'll be right back. Cheer. Today's episode is brought to you by the good folks at Hulu. Because keeping it light isn't working. 
We've been telling you, and shouts to Hulu for sponsoring the Premium Pete Show, and also shouts to Hulu for creating Woke, okay? Because a lot of people are messing with this series, and if you haven't heard of it, now you have. Let me continue to put you on. Hulu presents Woke, a new comedy series inspired by the life and work of artist Keith Knight. Watch as Woke takes an absurdly irreverent look at identity and culture as it follows Keith, an African-American cartoonist, finally on the verge of mainstream success when an unexpected incident changes everything. With a fresh outlook on the world around him, Keith must now navigate the new voices and ideas that confront and challenge him, all without setting aflame everything he's built. Internet's Woke is starring Lamar Morris, Blake Anderson, T. Murph, Rose McIver, and Sashia Zamata. All episodes now streaming exclusively on Hulu.com. Visit Hulu.com forward slash Woke for more. Cheer. Today's episode is also brought to you by the good folks at Seedlip. Let me put you on. Seedlip is the original distilled non-alcoholic spirit, okay? They're crafted from the finest globally sourced botanical ingredients, and Seedlip comes in three varieties. You ready for that? The Aromatic Spice 94, Herbal Garden 108, and Citrus Forward Grove 42. Internets, they're all without alcohol, calories, or sugar. We want to put you on that health as well. And let me explain something to you. Curiously complex flavors make crafting elevated non-alcoholic cocktails easily at home or anywhere. As simple as adding a splash of your premium mixer of two ounces of whatever you prefer to, you know, whatever you like to put with. Maybe you want to put some cranberry, some orange juice, you know, maybe some apple juice, whatever. Some seltzer, okay? Listen to me. Your bartending skills, get them up. You create a more elevated serve. Seed lip enables you to have that evening drink. Any night of the week. Conveniently delivered direct to your door from SeedLipDrinks.com. One more time, I want you to go to SeedLipDrinks.com. That's S-E-E-D-L-I-P-S-D-R-I-N-K-S.com. Punch in the promo code PREMIUM15, okay? That's PREMIUM15 and get yourself a discount. Cheer! Today's episode is also sponsored by the good folks at Epics. Internets, we've been putting you on to Enslave, which is a new six-part original docuseries featuring the award-winning actor, Samuel L. Jackson. I like to just consider him the iconic actor. I mean, damn, when you think about how many movies he's been in, I mean, just a just an amazing, amazing actor. And it's only on Epics. The docuseries explores 400 years of human trafficking from Africa to the New World by following the efforts of diving with a purpose as they search for and locate six slave ships that went down with their human cargo, okay? Enslave is executive produced and featuring award-winning actor Samuel Jackson. I already told you that. The series tracks the efforts of diverse as they utilize new methods of underwater archaeology to identify and locate these sunken slave ships for the first time in history. These modern-day adventures serve as a springboard to tell the stories of the ideology, economics, and politics of slavery, while also celebrating stories of resistance, the cultures left behind and the cultures that we live in, okay? Listen, on the Premium Pete Show, when we tell you something, we want you to check it out. If you checked it out already, salute. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you haven't, let me tell you something. You can watch new episodes of Enslave Mondays at 10, 9 central, or watch anytime on demand, only on Epics. Get the channel or get the app. Trust me, Premium Pete sent you. Let them know that. Now let's get back to the show. Cheer. Internet, and we're back sitting here with Alexia Wright. Alexia Wright. And she got it right. 23 years old, Airbnb queen out of Atlanta, but more so just an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur who is striving, who I think is very inspiring, who um, is, dropped a lot of gems already about her journey. And I like the way, you know, you transition. So here we go. As we go back and we talk about Airbnb, what's, you know, you're doing it three years, right? But you've been gearing up, obviously, with Chick-fil-A and all mm-hmm. the other stuff that you're doing. Do you have the mindset to think of like, you know, oh, I'm going to do this to the wheels fall off? Or are you transitioning like the next couple of years? Are you, like you got 20 units now. <clears throat> you know, you are you looking to get more or like what's, you know, what's your... So I just told my family this last night. I, my ending goal, I want to have my own apartment building that is strictly for Airbnb. Mm. Um, In Atlanta. Or not, it doesn't even have to be Atlanta. Okay. Um, I would, it could be Atlanta. It could be Atlanta and LA, Atlanta, LA and Miami. Um, I am actually looking to start getting units in Miami 
once the pandemic is over. That's what I was working on before the pandemic started. Um, so right now I'm only based in Atlanta, but I just feel like the the knowledge and the gems I have, it shouldn't just be used here. Mm. So I travel a lot and I don't want to just be based in Atlanta. Like I don't want to be um, dominating Atlanta market. Like sure, that's sure. a start for me. Sure. So now that I have it's this a re- unlock, It's a resume builder. Yeah, now that I have this unlock, it's time for me to... Um, go somewhere else. And I'm, I tell you, I'm heavy on not getting comfortable and I'm comfortable here. Um, so I have, it, I have the game figured out here. It's, it's time to, to get somewhere else. Sure. And you think LA or Miami is the next one, which is a Chicago. big area. Yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, so, so before we spoke lightly about like in a sense of like what it takes and, and what you should do and, and the mortgage sense of people putting down, you know, on a $200,000, you know, now, what is like Airbnb? Did they require like you to own it or no? They just say, hey, you could sublease it. Or- yeah, they don't require you yeah. to own it. Mm-hmm. And what about like man, like like when you say you have the clients, like so you're managing the property for them. Right. I only reason I actually is too because I don't know a lot about real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So my clients, they either they own them or they lease them too, and they might not have time to run them. So. Airbnbs have to be maintenance. So they pay yeah. they pay for like management. Yeah, company property like management yeah, fee. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a property management fee for every client, and uh, we do all their check ins, all their checkouts. I take care of housekeeping, and that's pretty much it. They yeah, don't so. have, oh, in the communication on the app. So they, my clients literally don't do anything. <laughs> they just have to make sure that they pay for housekeeping and that they pay for inventory to be restocked every month. Now, how, now how um now that gets comfortable. You make money from that, but. Obviously, it's it's more um, it's more it's more lucrative for you to do your own, right? When, now, did you start off just managing when you started off? No, I started okay. off with my own, okay. and then I started managing. Copy, copy. Yep. So I, I I learned how to manage from managing my own units. So once I figured out how to manage my own units, it was I I figured out how to manage other people's units. I just did the same thing I did with my units. Yeah. Do you remember a time where like you just said to yourself like, "Wow." I'm really doing this or, you know, and not in the sense of like you conquered the world. You still got so much right. more to do, but meaning like, was it like a, a, a certain amount of money in the bank? Was it like a moment you were able to buy something or, or do something for your family? Or, or was there something um, that, you know, have you had that moment yet? I don't think, I don't think so. I think, I don't know. Um, I think when I'm out in public, a lot of people are like, I go to Target with my mom and people are walking up to me like, hey, are you the Airbnb queen? Or if I'm like yesterday, I had two people like my cousin said he heard some girls be like, is that Alexia or something? They said, yeah, so, yeah. you know, that makes me feel good. But I really don't think it has hit me yet. Um, I'm grinding every day like I'm in the field. I'm not at home chilling. So I haven't really got that that kick. Like this is this but, is but it because I, I get money anyway. Yeah. So that doesn't money isn't my thing. Like that's not good. But, but you obviously... At 23, with all these, you know, with having these units and doing that, you obviously probably made the m- most money you made before, before you know, working at Chick-fil-A, right? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. But, 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 so, but did that make you, like, what, what do you like? Like, especially at 23, because you got to have some type of fun. Is there something that you like? like yeah. Every, uh, every day is fun to me. Yeah. Me, uh, I think it's me, people depending on me or people trusting me is fun to me. Mm. The fact that I have... Uh, 15 to 20 clients depending on me every month to make sure their business run is what makes me happy. Yeah. So um, the money is fun. You know, like money's going to be fun for anybody. But like we talked about earlier, there there was a point of time where money didn't make me happy. Sure, so I was like, sure. okay, what else? I went to Atlantic City and I came back home with 80,000 cash. Yeah. It was a regular day for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? On so, the crap tables? Huh? We're, we're in blackjack? <laughs> no, I got I got seventy six oh, new clients, clients up there. Clients. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I thought you said I went down to Atlantic City. You know, well, oh, yeah, I'm such a New Yorker. <laughs> I'm used to gambling. Uh, but uh, no, my, we had the um, seminar at the Showboat. Yeah, but 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 I mean, but it also does one thing. I will say is because I've made money and then I made no money and then yeah. I made money. I have I've had so many up and downs in mm-hmm. my life. But uh, one thing I do like is I, you, you can never deny the comfortability of money. Like money doesn't make me like material things don't make me happy anymore, but be able to do things financially free. Like I said earlier, it's about being financially free. That's the comfort It's not even about, and I'm not going to say it's not about the money, but it's not about the paper. It's about you being able to do what you want to do every day, even with the um, pandemic. If, and I tell people, you have to be careful how you manage your money. At one point in time, I, I was, you know, like I'm young, but now I don't say 
I, I can say now at one point in time when I was younger, um, I would just blow money. Like I would go through sure, money crazy, sure, sure. you know, but I had a baby. I don't have petty bills anymore. Um, I have to make sure I have 15 to $20,000 in rents paid a month. Like there's a way that I have to manage my money. I can't just go walk in the mall and blow whatever I want to blow. If I wanted to, I could, but that's not, that's not it. Sure, yeah. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. That's not it. And it's, it's not the move too for you. You know what I mean? You want, you, you're trying to, and, and it's important to financial literacy is something many of us don't, I mean, some people are not into your thirties. Mm -hmm. Some people don't ever get it. That's true. And you know, even like I said, it's and, important. Yeah, it's, and important. it's important value. I, I know it sounds, I don't want to sound like some like burr, but it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's important to value a dollar. It is. And sometimes when we're young, we don't, you know what I mean? But when you get older, you realize, like you said, the dollar store or this, like I have a friend, I was telling you that my friend Mikey likes it with the ice cream. Right. But like he even learned, I mean, he was going to a corner store and buying like uh, uh, um, stuff to make the ice cream. Exactly. With. Like, you know, I was like, yo, you buy a milk over here, it costs $3. You should be buying a case mm -hmm. from like a, a, a company or something. So. so, you know, it's, it's, it, you learn, you learn and you burn. Now, let me ask you with Airbnb, some units, like what, What's some of the profits that you've seen like people make? Like, you know, is it like a people like obviously they're paying some of their other mortgage, but what would you see? And not only these, but you say people making like, you know, hundred thousand mm -hmm. a year or two hundred thousand a There's year. There's people making million dollars million dollars a year. Like, um Because I see some people like I even have a friend who has one in Pennsylvania here, B and B's. Uh, I mean, Airbnb, yeah. uh, three fifty a night. Yeah, but, if, but and and it's a, uh, for the skiing exactly in the winter. But then mm -hmm. in the summers, I have beaches and things. Exactly, he's booked all the time. You do it three fifty. Just to just say if he did uh, yeah, let's do the math. Hold on, three fifty times twenty. Hold on, let's just say if he did uh, out of three hundred sixty-five days a year. Let's say he did do it by the month and then times okay. it by twelve. Okay, so, so. three fifty times twenty. Okay, times twelve. Okay. So eighty four thousand. That's a good. Yeah, think about that yeah, was just yeah, a side hustle. Yeah, yeah. People are not. Um, they're not just getting one unit and quitting their job. Once you see the revenue that Airbnb brings in, it's gonna make you want to scale. It's gonna make you want to go get another one. So you get to a point in time where you might have five, and you can do that eighty four times five. Now, now I'm okay. Um, but think about that one. That one is probably something that is just extra income for him. It mm -hmm. could just be. It could just be paying his mortgage now, and he you, just got a little more income on the side. True, true. Now, how do you figure out pricing? Like, how, how's that done? So pricing depends on the location, um, how it's furnished and um, just like how it's, how convenient it is. There's a, there's a lot of different factors that goes on with pricing, but for the most part, um, so just going back a little, you, you have to scale on the platform. You don't just... I don't care how beautiful a unit looks. When you're new on the platform, you have to work your way up to a certain point. So with my clients, I don't care how how beautiful your, your unit looks. And that is, what goes into that is your expenses on getting the unit. You don't go crazy. I know people who go and they'll invest 20,000 or they'll go put 10,000 into one unit. I'm like, no, you should not be spending no more than six to seven K on one unit. Um, so you have to be careful with your initial expenses before you even get into the business. So I said it to say with the platform, you have to work your way up to a certain point. So my clients might start off at $99 a night mm, mm. Mm, by their third month. They might be at like 120, 130. Mm, mm. Uh, then by their sixth month, they might be at 150, 160. Okay. We are year in bet 250, 300. That's how it works. It's Absolutely, not, yeah. I set up this unit and I'm putting it up for 250 a night. Number one, you don't have any reviews. And Airbnb is heavy on that. If you don't have any reviews, no one's going to book your place, especially not for 250. So if you was, if you were just like you came travel, travel here to Atlanta and you see pictures on Airbnb, you're not going to book a place for 250. You would rather risk $99 than risk 250. So that's what I have to explain to my clients. You have to wait until your unit gets to a certain point on the platform, whether it's whether you have 10 and five that star takes reviews. Time, yeah, yeah that it takes, takes time. time. It takes time. So it's not a people think it is a very lucrative business. It's a great business, but it's not something people look at my page and they look at the income I have and they look at the units I have and they're like, okay, I want to do this. Yeah, it's all funny games, but it didn't start off like this. At one point in time, I was only making three grand a month before I got to my 30, 40K a month. So it, it didn't start off like how it is now. Yeah, I had yeah. to work my way to this point. You have to you have to work your way to become a super host. Yeah. And a super host, yes, will appear higher in the algorithm, but 
it's assessed every 90 days. So that's minimum. Before when you initially get on the platform, it takes you 90 days to become a super host. That's three months. Yeah. And it's and it's, and it's funny, but it's a big, it's a big deal. I like even like now when I filter, I look for super a super host. Exactly. And, and to be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck it really means, but it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good, and right? I'm like, yo, I'm gonna fuck with this. Um, how much does Airbnb take? Three percent. Three? Yeah, three percent. That's not bad. No. That's not bad. They're, they don't care. But what is all the extra things? Like, you know, sometimes they'll do like an occupancy. Sometimes Airbnb reminds me of like uh, uh, Uber Eats. You order two sandwiches, yep. $7.50, $7.50. And it comes and out of $20. It's like, it's like, it's like $49 for everything. <laughs> you got a service fee, you got a delivery fee, exactly. you got a taxi, you know? So the thing, the, before they weren't doing that, it would only be the, the per night stay, the cleaning fee, and then the service fee, which is 3%. But now, um, depending on what city you go to, the government... They they want to take anything, so yeah. they're 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 cracking down on the regulations they have here, which is where the the extra fees come in that you have to pay, um, the occupancy fees, the permit fees, and then you have us taking four hundred and fifty million dollars is a lot of money from an industry. So if we took four hundred and fifty million dollars from hotels, they they are they are trying to figure out how since this is our competition, they're trying to figure out what they could do to to bring us down with them. So they're they're mad. They're upset. They they have guests that have to pay all these fees, and then you have people over here booking Airbnb where it's convenient. So hotels are gonna get they're gonna get in the field like, oh no, our guests have to do this and our guests have to do that, and they're gonna make Airbnb guests do the same thing. So well, well, let me tell you something. Think about Uber, right? I want to I want to tell you this this quick story. Where I grew up in New York, we used to call car service. Oh, cost service always costs crazy money, but you know, you go here, you go forty dollars, thirty dollars, fifty dollars, sixty dollars, seventy dollars. I remember calling, "Hey, how are you? I just called the car, you know, three fifty Mayfair Drive. I, I, how how long? Because we're waiting outside. It's pretty cold. When we get there, we get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody like they didn't care. Like, oh, when we got there, we got there. They just sent people. Oh, you gotta wait. That's it. Yeah. Now you think about it, you fucking six minutes away, three yep. minutes away, two minutes away. So mm-hmm. when people created Uber, I mean, and, and this is big, especially for New York, they knocked the leg exactly. out of the taxis. taxis. They knocked, they knocked. It's almost like Netflix knocked out Blockbuster. You may not oh, know yeah. Blockbuster. I don't know oh, if you yeah, know. No. But Blockbuster <laughs> should have been a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Like I, like when I was growing up, Blockbuster, like going there on Friday and Saturday night, I went yeah. there with girls and we looked for a movie. Like it was like <laughs> a date. And then you went home and you watched the yeah, movie. Well, yeah. halfway through, you weren't worried about the movie, but you know. And it, everyone it, know New York for taxis and cabs. Yeah, yeah. Like, y'all are so, so the point I'm making is Airbnb is doing that also to hotels. Don't think yeah. it can't happen to you. Yeah. I want to tell you another thing. <clears throat> There's another app that I use. I just told you I bought my daughter this car. It's called Rodo, R O D O. And uh, my friend put me on. And what you do with it is, like, I hate dealerships because you go in there, you're like, oh, I only want to pay $350 a month, nothing yeah. down. And they're like, that's impossible. You're there four hours. And then all of a sudden they give it to you for what you wanted, but you wasted four hours. I don't like it. So this kid put me on. You sign up in 10 minutes. Okay. You just put in your information, upload your driver's license, blah, blah, blah. You pick the car you want. And they take, and then 24 to 40 hours, they deliver to your driveway. Now, into this, this is not an ad. I'm just explaining how Convenience. they're working with the dealership, but they're making it more. And I'm going to use the word that we spoke about. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. And if things are convenient, people will pay. Because I don't want to go to the dealership and spend half my fucking day there and, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, uh, bargaining with somebody, yeah. right? Because that's all it is, is a bargain. Yeah, yeah. So you think about it, Airbnb, it's it's convenient for you, you know, um, and, 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 you know, it, it's, it's, it's even more special that you're 23, you know, in real estate, long-term leasing, short-term leasing, managing uh, uh, for clients, have your own units, uh, you know, doing well, making money, and 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 really finding yourself. Do you know? I, I mean, do you know where you want to go? Like, I know you said you want to go to Miami next. You want to go to like L.A. Like, wh- what other things do you have in mind? I know you said you you want to buy a apartment, like a building. Yeah, that's my yeah. goal. And you know, a lot of people say that's easier said than done. You can say, oh yeah, I want an apartment building, but that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to get to a point where I'm not going to 10 different places. Th- yeah. I want, this is my building. Sure, you got like 20 places in there and, and yeah. that, would be, that would be special. And I, I, and I will say this too, uh, um, when you mentioned about, I don't want to forget what the hell you were saying, but uh, um, damn, man. Yeah, I hate when you forget something, man. Right? You know, but but you were mentioned about, uh, okay, there we go. We back, <laughs> we back at it. We back at it. Hold on, let me take a sip of this. We back at it. Let me tell you, 
You mentioned people think it's easy. Let me tell you something. Don't ever be afraid to give away some jewels. I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. People got to go do it. That's a fact. For years, even in podcasting, I, I get hit up all the time. People ask me, everybody, you could think of it. Oh, I don't want to pick your brain. I have, you know, I need some advice. I want to sort this. I mean, celebrity, I, you know, I want to do a podcast, but I don't want to do it like this. I don't, mm. You know, ask me. And, and, and I always freely give it to me them. Me too. Because, and, and a lot of them I want to see succeed. But I'm going to be Genuinely. honest with you. They got to do it. Yeah. That's why, and I'm going to give you a stat, right? In podcasting, there's almost like 900,000 podcasts. Right. Wow. Only there's only like two hundred thousand that are active. Jesus Christ. Because a lot of people sizzle out. Mm -hmm. They may say like, "Yo, Alexi, I'm doing my podcast," and then after a month, they don't make no money. The right. numbers aren't that good, and they just or they just it's they not as easy as you think, and yeah. they don't stick it out. So the point I'm making is, for people listening in anything you want to do, not just Alexi and Airbnb, but in, in 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 wanting to have your own brand, wanting to start your own business, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Here's a girl. Who's 23 years old. I'm telling you from what I see on a phone all day, checking in, checking out, talking to people, this, 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 literally like a motor, like, a, you know, and that's what it takes. I think a lot of people, um, you know, they see things on social. They may see you in Hawaii and say, I want that. Yeah. But they don't know what it took to get there. That's a and they don't know how long it took to get there. Yeah. You know, meaning like it could have took you four years before you were able to take your first vacation. I don't yeah. know. Not only that, I was in college. I was a Senior in college, I double majored in accounting and finance, minored in French, had a newborn. Like, I used to go through hell and hot water. Like, and then you have to worry about guests calling through the middle of the night. And at the time, it was only me. And I think I had like two or three units. So, you know, I mean, it was it was hard. Like, <laughs> what? I, this, this, I deserve what, where I am. What does some guests call at in, in three, four in the morning and complain I, I about? Iron. Oh, iron? I need an iron. I'm about to go to the club. I got to iron my collar shirt. Yeah, I like, would, yeah. <laughs> Peter, I wish I could lie to you. So, but it was a thing where I should have made sure that I provided, I should have made sure I provided an iron in the unit. So now it's an iron in every unit. I don't care if you use it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is it like again, tissue? Again, not a mistake. You will oh, never call yeah. me for tissue again. Not, not, not a mistake, a lesson. It's a lesson. Yeah, yeah, a mm -hmm. lesson to be learned. You know, um, you mentioned pops, you mentioned mom. Um, I mean, how proud are they to see, you know, I mean, you had a baby, right? At a young age, right? Yeah. Well, almost the same age. Yeah, almost the same age I, I had my daughter. But um, you, you had the baby. And then from college, you know how some parents like, like I'll give an example. Like, like uh, um, I feel like I keep on bringing up Kill Mike, but I'm just so fresh in the memory of last night. He, I think he got accepted to like Morehouse or mm -hmm. something. And and he didn't go or something like that because he wanted to start his his his, his rap career and his parents were yeah uh, father, I think his father really wanted it but meaning look what happens like look what could be um, you graduated college and then maybe you know I don't know maybe they had other dreams for you I don't know I'm just saying yeah my, the, my I'm in the same situation like my parents wanted me to do what they wanted me to do especially my mom but um you have parents where when you instill a lot in your child and you like my my parents did whatever I needed them to do when I was growing up. Um, all the way from, I travel international so many times, like anytime that my school went, my mom made sure it was paid for, mm. even with me uh, doing extracurricular activities. When I needed to be somewhere on Saturday morning at nine, she was up at eight o'clock, make sure, making sure that I'm there. So my mom put a lot of time into me for me to, um, get to a certain point in my life. So there becomes a time where, yeah, you're grown, but your mom has done this for you for 18 years. Oh, you're not grown yet. You know, in, in reality, you know, we're kids. We'll say, yeah, we grown because we 18. But in reality, uh, it became a point in time where even though I didn't have to depend on my mom, I appreciated her. So I never not took her advice for what it was. I still listened to her, even though I was working. I was paying my own bills. Um, I had my own car, you know, like I didn't really need my mom, but I still appreciated her. So even with college, I was, I was supposed to go to the University of Alabama. She wanted me to graduate from there. And I didn't, I came back home. And I went to Georgia State. She was pissed. I think me and my mom didn't talk for like a year. She was she was really, really upset with me. So, boom, when I got to college, I was like, I have to graduate college. And then that came from me. I was literally, Peter, I was literally in the in the labor and delivery room. As soon as I had a Mori, I had to take an exam. Mm. I have pictures literally me on my computer taking an exam as soon as I had her. I mean, I didn't even have time to to clean up or nothing. I had to get an exam done before 1159. It was no exceptions. Mm. So in there, I failed a semester in college. Like, I'm not afraid to tell people I failed a semester in college. I had to go take a summer, a summer semester to make up that semester. So there were things that I didn't want to let my parents down. They had put so much time into me, so much money. I was like, I have to do this. So there was no quitting college, even though I had I had already done six figures in college. 
Mm. I'd already done six figures a couple times. So it was never about the money to me. I was like, I have to make sure. And the degree I don't even use. I think Amori plays with it around the house. It's rolled up in a, in a little blue thing. She just throws it around the house. And I'm not saying that it doesn't mean anything yeah. to me, but in reality, I knew that when I was a sophomore or junior that I wasn't going to do anything yeah. with that degree. Yeah. But I never stopped. But it's better to have it than not have it. Then I, that's true. You know, I mean, you probably, your, your trajectory... Probably won't need it, but it's better to have it than not have it. And you should be very proud. And I'm, I'm sure your parents are proud. Now, what about Pops? Pops is, uh, you're close with Pops? Yeah, my dad, my dad be chilling. He cool guy. He, he just a raw with the flow type guy. He don't really, my mom is the, uh, um, my dad, he just kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Pops. Now, listen, uh, for anyone listening, woman, man, you know, young, old, Particularly, but I, I really, I really would love for you because just being twenty three years old, and and if you're older, obviously you you definitely had to learn something. But meaning people who are listening, but what what would be some advice you had for some young girls, young young men, you know, you know, in their twenties, like looking to do what they love or looking to make money. Uh, we're going to be successful. It, it looks good, but it, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? What would be some of your advice? Um, staying consistent. That is something um, I've learned in the business. Like if I wasn't consistent, even through college, I don't feel like I would be where I am. So I think a lot of my accomplishments now is the reason why I am where I am. Like my my the more accomplishments I made, the the better it was for me. If I didn't have accomplishments, there would like I wouldn't have accomplishment accomplishments without my consistency. Yeah. So it didn't take me. I could have been quit this business. There's a few businesses I've quit. I could have been quit. So something I would tell younger people is nothing's ever going to work if you're not consistent. I don't care what you're doing. If you go hit the lottery, okay, go ahead. One in a million, two in a million. But when it comes to building a business from ground up without any handouts, it takes consistency. That's the that's that's the key. Consistency. I was, yeah. and I'll add patience. Consistency, uh, convenience. You okay? You okay? You want yes, I'm okay. okay. Is, is is it some with the parents? Or? Yes, my mom and my my parents just really made me emotional. I'm sorry, but I'm okay. I mean, I'm no, I'm no, I'm known to have these type of conversations uh, that get serious, but it's okay. It's okay to feel that way, and and, and be honest with you, even at a young age, and I'm not just saying this. It's it's inspiring, and 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 you know, I'm sure you've been through a lot. And having a kid and, and and trying to be a mom and trying to be an entrepreneur and and uh you know, like again, it looks sexy. You know, people see it, they you know, oh, I want that, but it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of time, and those are the inspiring things. So, you know, it's funny, but you know, I want to see more. Right now we're we're gonna continue to call you the uh, queen of Airbnb in Atlanta. Yes. But pretty soon we're going to start putting commas on those <laughs> for other cities right. and, and really get to it, you know? Um, but, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's important to, to let people know that like, you know, it takes consistency, it takes patience. And, and like I said, especially with your parents, man, you should be happy, man, because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's not easy to find things that you love to do. A lot of people are miserable yeah. um, at what they do. Yeah. You know, they say you find something you love, you know, you never worked a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and trust me, you know, the hustle in entrepreneurship, sometimes I think it's so, so fake because in, in, in the hustle, the more you do, you don't relax less. The more you do, you do more. Yeah. You know, you do one good thing, you do another. Right. You know, and, <laughs> Seriously. And, yeah. So, you know, but yeah, li- listen, Alexia, right. Um, 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 what, what is your Instagram? Underscore Alexia, right? Okay. Underscore Alexia, right? Make sure you check her out. Make sure you send us some blessings, send us some love. And also at the same time, uh, check her out when you're in Atlanta, you know, like see if she, you know, what, uh, property she has. Uh, there's a lot of properties that they have that you can stay at all sexy. I'm, I'm staying one. You're overlooking the highway in Atlanta. You can see Stone Mountain over there. <laughs> you can see, uh, cars and motorcycles are, are, are flying by. But more importantly, it's 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 inspiring to see that you didn't stay complacent. You know, you could have stayed in Chick Fil A, making sure. a nice salary. You you know, you moved on over, and your mom. And uh, yeah, man. So you know, like I said, it's it, it's definitely an inspiring story. I want to see you continue to go. Thank and, you. and I guess I guess I would say, uh, you know, you already told people like what are some things in consistency. 
But I would also say, what what have you learned too over these years? Like, you know, because you transition on many different things. But what what would you say you have learned? Like, you know, a couple of things over the years. And I don't mean like story things. Like, you know, you I'm sure you learned more patience, mm-hmm. right? You know, what are you what are you asking like specifically? Like, what have you learned of like now? To, you know, as of like today, like you know, over the past, like what have you? What would you say is the biggest things you learned? You know, about life. About know? life. Um, because you are patient. Listen, people calling you for an iron at four o'clock in the morning. If you say it with sort of smile, you hang up, motherfucker. But you know, at the same time, <laughs> you know, you gotta have patience. There's little yeah. things in, in 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 your work ethic. So I I think when it comes to life, I am learning to um, I am learning to learn how to separate uh, my business life from my personal life. That's something that I'm learning. Okay. So. When it comes to my business, it's completely different than my personal. There's, I'm very patient in my business, but in my personal life, I'm not patient. My right. relationship, I'm not patient. With um, like with Amori, I'm learning patience with her. Like she teaches me patience. Mm. So the things in my business, they teach me how to do things in my personal life. Vice versa. Like there's a lot of things in my personal life I learned to do with my business, and it helps. Mm. So um, I use them interchangeably. There you go. Internet, Alexia Wright, the queen of Airbnb in Atlanta, but more so the queen of uh, just a true entrepreneur, young entrepreneur. Make sure you check her. Peace and blessings. Oh, yeah, that was a great episode with Alexia, the Airbnb queen dropping gems. Internets, listen, there's so many hustles out there. There's so many things you could do. Don't get discouraged. Stay focused. And and I promise you, there is there there is something so special in never giving up, okay? Now, I'm going to leave you with this, Okay. You're, you're, you're a small brand, big brand. You work at a brand. You want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show? Email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. You want, to e- you want to advertise on other podcasts? I work with networks. You want us to produce a podcast, script out a podcast? You just need any podcast information? Email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com, and we'll get to working. Okay, you make sure you subscribe, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend, and of course, leave a comment. Right. And also, I always tell you at Premium Pete on Twitter and Instagram at Premium Pete Show. Tweet me, man. Let me know where you're you're from. Let me know what you got going on. You know, let me know what you you let me know what you're eating now. Let me know what the best restaurant and where you live for, you know, is, you know, what it is. Okay. Now, as I always say, peace and blessings to you and your families from mine. Okay. Internets, I'm going to grab a bottle of Malbec. That's that red wine. And I'll see you next episode. Cheer.